The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Barstool Big Cat, host of Pardon My Take, and voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. It's Barstool Big Cat every Wednesday now, but today is Tuesday, you're saying. Not always. So, yeah, not. I guess that means that it's not every Wednesday, right? Because of the uh, holiday, everything's getting a little smushed together. So the best day that we figured this week would be back at the old times. Is that a technical radio term? Smushed. Okay. Yes, we like it. Uh, He's brought to you, as always, though, by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give our guy R.J. a call at 312-321-1111. And also brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com, and a portion of the proceeds goes to Pause Chicago. What do you got uh, planned for the uh, holiday? We're hosting. We're hosting. The new yeah, house. I know. How big know. a party? I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, like maybe, I, I actually don't know. This is bad that I'm not able to answer this off the top of my head. Maybe 12? Okay. Good size. 14? What kind of turkey are we doing know. this? We put it in the oven. We're going to dip it in a big vat of oil. What are we doing? Listen, I don't touch the turkey. I watch football. <laughs> I make some jokes. I usually get in a little trouble because I'm paying too much attention to football. my bets in football. Uh, and then I got to work my way out of trouble. Usually, like, I, I'm basically the guy, you know, like in, in movies when you can't pay for your bill at a diner and then you got to go work at, as a dishwasher. <laughs> That's me at the end of every Thanksgiving night. Where Are I'm like, you told yep, to I'm, stay I'm, out of the way <laughs> prior to the serving of the food? I'm not really told to stay out of the way. Um, I think it's implied, which is never good because I probably should do. I'm going to try to do more this time. I, you know, I'm going to. My, my plan of attack is. At the beginning of the day, I'm going to try to just scoop up the kids and go do something for a little bit of time. I think it's going to be nice, like 40 degrees. Try to get out of the house, take the kids out of the house for a while, try to earn some points there because I know I'm going to need them late. I know I'm going to need them late. Why don't you guys have a turkey ball? Why don't you play some tackle yeah. football with the kids? Yeah, with my four-year-old, I think he'd like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Start just stiff-arming little kids. Yeah. Never too yeah. young, big cat. That's true. That's true. How are you guys doing? Are you guys taking tomorrow off? Yes. Waddle is. I'm not. Because no day's oh. off for this one. Yeah. Look at you, Sylvie. Yeah. Because, well, he ran out of, he ran out of uh, vacation <laughs> days. That's true. Yeah. I'm waiting for Cancun a week from Friday. Oh, you're going to Cancun a week from Friday? Yeah, it's the bye week. Oh, man. That's good. I, I'm so excited for the bye week. So excited for the bye week. You need a break. I have to deal with it. I need a break. I need a break. That's Sunday. Um, so, obviously, on part of my take, we go, we recap every game. And my wonderful co-host, PFT, uh, had a moment where he had to break it to me because I started going into it like, look, the Bears, like, Justin Fields look good. The defense looks good. Yeah, they didn't win the game, but do we want to win games? And he had to stop me and be like, 
literally this is exactly the same thing you said last year. Yeah. And I realized we might be just trapped in Groundhog's Day yep. where we're just perpetually like, yeah, we all we want to do is lead after three quarters and lose the games. Like, at some point, we got to win a football game, sure. right? Yeah, absolutely. At, at some point, the rebuild's got to begin. Right. You got to start with, like, because it's now, it, it, felt, it felt very reminiscent of last year where everything looks great. And then when it comes down to the end of the game and play calling and executing, there's just nothing there. It's just ridiculous. So when they're up 12 points with four minutes and 15 seconds to go, your thought is what? My thought is we're going to win this game, and I kind of want them to win this game. So, so I think that's the problem that we're all struggling with is that, like, when they lose the game after the game is over, I think we all can say to ourselves, well, that's probably okay because, you know, we want a higher draft pick. But, man, just win a game. Win a game. Like, figure out a way to win a division game. Eberflu's never won one. It's insane. We're going on a year and a half now. So um, I do want to say, though, special shout-out, Darnell Wright. Uh, incredible play to save the cover yes. with that kick out of the end zone. Because that was <laughs> – I said it. We were doing we do live streams on Sundays, and I was like, I think there's something weird's going to happen right here because it just felt like, of course, like only the Bears would be up 12 with four minutes left and somehow blow a eight-point uh, underdog cover. So thank you to Darnell Wright. You saved me from all-time disaster. Yeah, that, that it was smart. That's what they teach them, right? Like kick it out of the back of the end zone. Don't let it sit there for someone yeah, to don't recover. Fall on it. Yeah, and have it squirt out. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I think are you guys in the same boat as me? Where it's like, I, I get the big picture. Like if you told me the season was over right now, and you said, hey, you you get to draft fourth or you get to draft eighth. Obviously, I want to be fourth. But man, it just. It's demoralizing to keep losing games like this, and uh, it does feel like it's a cultural thing that you that the next coach is going to have to figure out a way to get out of this, this building. This is why I like I want to win that game because at some point, okay, the rebuild has to begin, and right. getting all these draft picks is is very important. But at some point, your players have to to do stuff that ultimately helps you win. You, you, but and you, your guys are developing. When you say rebuild, you're talking about the building upward. Yeah, because like right. the, right. people consider this the rebuild. You're talking about the actual building part of yes. it. Yes. Oh yeah. Like look, yeah. Look at it. A perfect example: the Detroit Lions last year. They didn't go to the playoffs. They won that last game at Lambeau last year. Like. They, that hurt their draft pick. But you know what it did help? It helped them for the next year. You know what I mean? I do think there is something about the culture in the building I and agree. learning how to win games and feeling like things are shifting in the right direction. Whereas right now, how can we say here, sit here and say straight face that we have taken even a small step forward? No, we haven't. I know, that the, team, I know the team looks better and the defense is better than it was last year, but there has been no results to show for it. We have the first overall pick, and most likely, I mean, what are the odds now? That, it's like 60% or 50-some right. percent. So, so we, are, we have the first overall For pick. For Carolina to get Whether that. Whether we're yeah. picking fourth, fifth, or eighth, I mean, I guess the higher the better, obviously, but I want to see this team start to win because guys are making plays, even in the face of some crappy coaching. I want to see some guys Even the make Arizona plays. game, like, will you will you want the Bears to win the Arizona game? If it's, it's because because, if it's yeah. because some of the young players are doing good stuff, yes. 
And it also depends if Arizona rattles off a couple wins between now and then. That's then true. yeah, I don't think it matters as much. You know what I mean? Like it's and like I I, I go I point to the Giants game uh, on Sunday against the Commanders, and they had a clip afterwards of Tommy DeVito and Saquon Barkley uh, on the field, and those guys were smiling ear to ear. They were so pumped. They got nothing to play for, but it what it does for a organization and like the culture. You can you can basically push away all the, hey, the breaks didn't go our way this year, but we're a good football team, if you win a few games. But if you don't win a few games, you can't really make that argument. You know what I mean? Like, the Giants have had the season from hell, and they're still fighting and winning games. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. When did you guys know or think you knew that the Bears were probably losing that game? Uh, as soon as the Lions got the ball with, back with, uh, 12, with four minutes left. Oh, as up, soon as they did. wait, wait, down two scores or for the final yeah, time? Down 12, down 12. Oh, down yeah, yeah. 12. Really? You're, yeah, yeah. you're oh, joking yeah. now. That, you, no, you, no, no. I was, I, I'm not joking. I, I probably, you can find the clip of me being like, yeah, the Bears are going to lose this game. I just want them to cover. I can, honest, I, just, I can tell yeah. you that I started to wane my confidence, but I was still believing they were going to win. When Tyler Scott stops running and doesn't run through the football, yeah, that's and amazing. they don't convert the third down. When you down, knew they had to punt. Yes. I'm like, well, you know what? This is going to be an epic collapse. Mason had oh. a friend over. My nine-year-old had a friend over, Big Cat. And, I ba- and, like, he's really into these games. He, like, I'm sure he gets it from me. And he lives and dies with these results. And he gets really upset when they lose. So I was preparing him. At that beginning of that drive, saying, Mason, just so you know, this is probably not going to go well. And get ready for the Lions to score here, take the ball downfield and score. And the Bears are probably going to lose. Did he... Did, did, have you taught your your son the idea of tanking? I think we talked about this last week. <laughs> it's 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 too like he knows it. Yes, my youngest doesn't. Seven year old. Okay, he does, and it's too complex to get into, and it takes too much love. Uh, he just wants his Chicago teams to win. My seven year old. It's a shame that we have to teach our kids here in Chicago yes, about the, the art of tanking. It's crazy. Oh, my, yeah. my son is the quickest learner ever. I I think this happened after I was on on Wednesday, but. Our good friend Kyle Long, I don't know if you guys saw, he, 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 was, he came to the office on Thursday, but Wednesday night he tried to check into his hotel, and he didn't have a credit card, so they didn't let him check in. <laughs> so I, I texted him, I was like, come just sleep at my house. So he slept at my house. So my son walking down the stairs at 7 in the morning, he's Kyle Long at the bottom of the stairs, this mammoth of a man. And I was like, hey, look, this is my friend Kyle. He played for the Bears. And my son just right away goes, the Bears team loses, but it's actually good because we want to lose. And I was like, <laughs> well we don't have to tell that to everyone. And Kyle kind of looked at me and was like, really? And I was like, yeah, dude, Like this is what we're doing. And wait, first of all, <laughs> yeah. let's go back here. Yeah. How does Kyle Long not have a credit card? I don't. I think he just forgot his, like, his actual physical credit card, but he had like Apple Pay and everything, and they wouldn't let him check in. It was crazy. I, if he want, You know Kyle. Like, he's not a... He's not a guy to be, like, throwing his name around and being like, how can you not let me in this hotel? So I think he probably was just being very nice and was like, all right, you're not going to let me check in. I'll figure it out. I know enough people in Chicago. And I, I happened – I was laying in bed. I happened to see his tweet as I was about to fall asleep. And I texted him. I was like, dude, come on. Like, just stay at my house. Where was he going to so, go yeah. if he hadn't – I don't know. I don't know. I think he might have tweeted it out being like, where should I stay? I'm sure. <laughs> I think a lot of people were like, I got a, I got a couch for you. Like, come on over. 
So, um, but better yeah, be a big couch. I know, I know. He's, he's, he's a, a big huge guy. human being. He is, he is. So yeah, I know. He was, he was great. He made my son a paper airplane when we were eating breakfast, and all of us sitting there. So uh, it was a good time. It's like it a good fraternity time. over there. <laughs> yeah, um, it was just guys being dudes in the morning. I talking love about it. tanking. Guys being dudes. <laughs> Um, all right, so you you like a, you're like morally safe for all of a sudden. Big J over here uh, doing the the hard hitting interviews. Uh, oh yeah! So I want to play for those who missed it. This was Carissa Thompson on Pardon My Take, um, and uh, this this got everyone's attention. And I want to get your overall thoughts on this. And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up. Because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. Your interview created a huge firestorm. It did. I actually, you know, you were the you were the first person to tip me off. You texted me on Thursday morning or whatever it was, being like, "When did you tape that Chris interview?" I was like, "What?" I was like, is Sylvie. Like, I'm going to put you in horny jail. Why are you asking when Chris is in town? <laughs> is that why you and then, was texting you? <laughs> and I was like, I was like what's hey, going Ken, on? When did, then, you, when did you tape that interview? <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, and then I went online. I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I feel so bad for her. You guys probably feel the same way. Whenever you have an interview with someone, the last thing you want them to do is, is make headlines for the wrong reason. And that was obviously, you know, yeah. It, I think the, it was overblown how people reacted. It was a lot of people who were trying to justify how important their job is. And the funny part is that clip, before that clip, I said, sideline reporters, it actually is a very hard job because you have uh, basically two times in the course of the three hours where they kick it to you and you have to be perfect for those 20, 30 seconds and you don't get any redos and like you have to give them something important. And so I, I was complimenting sideline reporters and then this just becomes this huge deal where it got twisted so insanely out of whack where it was Krista Thompson is essentially lying to people. All she was saying is if she knows a coach and she wasn't able to talk to the coach because the coach maybe blew past her or, like, for whatever reason, she has a pretty good understanding of football to tell you what the coach is thinking and what they have to fix. That, the, the fact that people then took that as, like, this entire like this this felony and this crime where we do have actual media lying like at a very a much higher level in America right now it was insane to me and then I did get a little tickle out of the fact that on Monday night Lisa Salters and I have nothing against her uh, but she was one of the people who spoke out against Carissa they went down to the sideline and she gave an update about where Taylor Swift was in the world and I was like this is crazy like this is this is kind of what we're talking about, that sometimes the sideline report is just not that important. Sometimes it is. Sometimes when there's an injury, it's very important. But there's a lot of time where it's fluff, and it's okay to admit that. You just can't say, I just spoke with a coach, and he said we have to do this, this, and this, if in fact you well, haven't. You, right. But you can. I don't know. I like you. Yeah, you can. Come on, no, you can. can. Yeah, you can. You're playing Chris's no, yes, PR now. Come on now. No, you can't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't why don't think you, Big Cat, why don't you say at this point, hey, listen, I wasn't able to catch up with 
with, with, okay. with Coach Eberflus, but based on their he would probably say I have something up my sleeve. Well, whatever. Right, Whoever she probably she probably phrased it that way. To be honest, like I, I I would imagine she phrased it that way. And like, yes, you can. If if a team is zero for ten on third down in the first half, and you can't talk to the coach, you're like, you know, coach says they need to get better on third down. What? Who does that harm? Who does that harm? Yeah, but it's not. But you're lying. You're lying about talking to the coach. Really. You're t- you, you know you, the coach would say that. How you about just saying say I haven't talked to the coach? He didn't have a chance. He probably did. I didn't he have a chance to did. talk to him. But what he, what he, knowing him, what he would probably yeah. say is, you could doll it up to him br- yeah. or something like that. You don't know what he's going to say, Big Cat, because he may like our guy just fool everyone and go. I got something up my sleeve. I just think that the problem is. And I get it. Sideline reporters were coming out to defend their profession. I understand that. I would do the same. But it's okay to also admit as a sideline reporter that there are times when you're giving an update that's just completely inconsequential. That's a fact. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of the job. So that's what she was saying was inconsequential sideline update. It's not like – I think people twisted it like she was, like, never doing her job or – you know, not talking to coaches. It was under certain certain circumstances that she would have to, you know, fluff it up. So I, I don't think I don't it's know. listen. I'm not a journalist. I don't think it's the worst sin that's ever been committed. I'm just saying, though, from a non-journalist perspective, you can't say that I just spoke with the coach. If you didn't, I, I just doubt say he said it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't thing. know that she did. I'm just saying, like that would be the one thing that i would understand right. that would piss people off if in fact that's how she presented it but if you say like hey look i couldn't catch up with the coach but the bears have been horrible on third down 0 for 7 trying to slow down the carolina panthers my guess is if i had talked to coach eberflus he'd tell you they got to get off the field on third down i also think this is one of those situations there's a very big disconnect with the media and the journalists talking and the average fan I don't think the average fan cares that much. That's probably And I think true. that that's, I think there's a big disconnect. And unfortunately, she struck a nerve with a bunch of people who have blue check marks and some in a following. So it becomes a snowball. And it's just like, is this really a big deal? I don't think so. Mm. I, I don't know. But Sylvie clearly is, is, yeah, is look, very upset. He went very, to journalism school. Yeah, I went to He's got a journalism look, degree. Uh, the, only the best. Look, it's uh, not like a doctor being like, you know, I didn't really go to medical school. Let me just open up this heart and yeah. see if it works. I think you should smoke as much as you can all day long. Let me ask you this, yeah. an honest question. Do you think, because your podcast is one of the most successful podcasts ever, that people, when they when they feel that they're a guest, that they have to, like, really perform? And they have no. to really come up with, like, a, a huge, not shocking story, but they have to come up with some really interesting stuff or else they're going to fall flat. You know what I mean? No, no, I actually don't think that's the case because the other part about this whole story is that she said that she had already said this. So I didn't even bat an eyelash. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think, like, I will protect guests at sometimes if they say something and they don't even realize, like, hey, this is going to be bad. Yeah. I don't want to get you in trouble. I'll cut this out. of you. Like, we do that from time to time because, again, I don't want anyone to come on our podcast and have a bad time. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think we've actually done the opposite where it's very easy to be good on our podcast. You just have to be able to laugh at yourself and not take it too seriously. Okay. Like, I don't, I, I don't think we really there, – there's not – over the seven-plus years we've been doing it, 
there's probably only a handful of times where we truly like made headlines. So I don't think it's, I, I don't think that people have that feeling. Like it's not like Howard Stern back in the day where it's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta tell some crazy sex story. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just, it was really unfortunate that everyone took great offense to this and it kind of snowballed and that's how it works on Twitter. Online is a mean place. People mm. pile on, people smell fresh blood and they go after you. Like that's just, it's an unfortunate uh, part of like the cruelty of, of the internet. Let's get to some other topics. We have a, a poll question we have not talked about yet. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Here, This is right up your alley. Who's been the most polarizing athlete in Chicago sports in the last 20 years? Don't even give him a choice. Let's see if he can just, without giving me well, a who choice. Who do you think would be the choices on there? Yeah. Oh, man. Polarizing oh, man. Chicago athletes. Guys that we've right, so, argued about. I mean, are we going back to Soriano? Uh, no. He could be no. on the list, but he's not on our list. No, that okay because he would have been. He would have been a, a decent choice. Jay not, probably that, number one. That's that Jay not, is on the list. Yes, Jay's on yeah. the list. Jay's probably number one. Mitch is probably up there. We did. We did not include Mitch. We were thinking about including Mitch. Okay, but we do um, have other on there. We have three choices and other. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think like who. I mean, D Rose. We have D Rose. Yeah. Um, think. Here, I mean, I always now. thought Boozer was polarizing for me because I would just argue with my friends about him. Think here and um, now. Here and now. Here and now. Here and now. Right now. So Justin Fields. Yes. Right. There you go. So okay. we put, we put Cutler, right. Fields, Rose, and other. But you gave some good ones. Like Soriano's a good one. Soriano's a really people, good. Yeah. yeah. Soriano was definitely like there was definitely a Soriano camp and a non-Soriano yes, camp. Yes. I was not. And he would do his hop. Didn't he get it? He didn't get. Didn't he get injured. Remember when he hopped once? He would catch uh, the ball with a yeah, hop. Yeah, catch and hop. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I think he got injured. He had that big blue Hummer that like, was so yes. insane. And he would lead yeah. off like, and he never should have been leading off either. Um, yeah. But but yeah. So and a lot of people have, have responded. Why is Derek on the list? You you oh, know Derek's definitely on the list. Yeah, explain Are why. Are you kidding me? Explain. I mean, it's everything. It was everything. Like it was the year after he got injured. The will he, won't he? Remember how many times we thought he was going to play? I remember I would get a get friend of a friend of a friend telling me that they know Derek Rose's limo driver and he's ready to go. And then he got back again and got hurt. And it's like, are we building the team around him? And it was just, it was a lot of people calling him soft, probably unrightfully so. But yeah, he was extremely polarizing. Totally. So, and it's yeah. it's it's a two horse race. Cuddy getting forty eight point four percent of the vote. Uh, okay. Derek Rose getting thirty point eight percent of the vote. Fields only getting thirteen percent of the vote and seven point eight going other. I think I think the Cutler one is probably a good winner just because yeah. I mean remember McCown like remember that whole situation. Oh, I, do. I remember. I my first my first ever paid radio appearance was uh, Mike North had a, uh, he was on like 560 The Wind or something, and I would call in on Sunday mornings and do 15 minutes with him, and and he was the biggest McCown guy. The biggest McCown guy. And, and, and next we would to just me, argue the whole time. That's when I got first got in trouble with with uh, with him. With Jay? With Jay. When Jay, oh. I was tweeting some stuff during a game, and someone close to Jay, and I think I know who it is, and I think I've become friends with him, since. Mark Block? 
Not Mark, because I knew okay. Mark then. This I didn't know him at the time. And I believe he showed it to Jay, and Jay was very upset at me. And the yeah, I mean, that was that was the, the reason why I, uh, I Jay and I had a, a cooling off period for a couple of years was I, I was sick as a dog. It was must have been 2014. Yep. I was sick as a dog, but I got the call to fill in nights from 7 to 9 on ESPN 1000 with Ben Finfer. And... He and someone called in and said, would you take Andy Dalton or Jay Cutler? And I said, Andy Dalton, because he's younger. <laughs> and then I woke up. I had, I had the flu. I woke up. I, I, I remember it so vividly. I went to State Street Studios. I was pounding Red Bulls to try to, like, get through two hours of radio. This is – Sylvie, you could learn something from my work ethic. Okay, yes. uh, And then I went to bed, and I, I, like, took a bunch of NyQuil, went to bed, didn't wake up till like, 10 a.m. because I was so sick. And I woke up, and I had, like, 55 text messages from a group chat I was in with Jay, and that was it for, like, two years. Now we're back, but that was it. Wow, well, see, yeah, I know. And, like, he, 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 he held it against me for a while. It took a while for me to get back in the trust tree. Are we yeah, out of the that, trust tree again? I don't think or so. Or we're just, I like, out of, out of sight, out of mind. I think we're out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. The, but, yeah, I think Jay is definitely the, the one that, that should be winning that poll. Although D. Rose is... He's a. I'm shocked that people are shocked that D Rose is uh, is like up there because he was absolutely contentious with everything. Yeah. yeah. On my my. That's great. Yelling at my dog. Yeah. Your, dogs is, who's everywhere. yelling at the dog? I, I got well. I got dogs running around now on the street. Yeah. Here, let her out. 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 I'm trying to yell. I got. You hear this? Dogs everywhere. Dogs everywhere. You got your hands full. Who is yelling that? That was insane. There was a there was a dog walking by, and then my dog started barking at that dog. And there's a, there's a gate, and there's a gate that's going. So yeah, it's dogs, dogs. Yeah. I got dogs going everywhere. And who do you got in the Ohio State Michigan game? That's uh, a good segue. Uh, <laughs> I'm undecided right now. I'm undecided. Come I don't on. know. I How think... can you be undecided? You're a team Harbaugh. Okay, my... My official pick is is under forty seven and a half. Here's my here's what I'm worried about with this game. I think that this is where Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline hurts a lot. Okay, I think that that's a fair statement. I think Sean Brown has been good, but I think he's also been very conservative. He doesn't want to be the guy who screws up Michigan's season. So I, I'm a little nervous that that's going to hinder Michigan in this situation. Is there a and chance I, that if Michigan loses, they could still find themselves in the college no, playoff or no? That this is No, it? no, because okay. their, their schedule has been extremely weak. Yeah. I mean, they would have to have maximum chaos happen. Right. There's a more there's a better likelihood of Ohio State losing and the chaos Because they played a tough, more you know, difficult schedule? They played, yeah, they played Notre Dame in non-conference, which obviously isn't looking as good. But, yeah, I think that's that's more likely than Michigan being able to do it. So yeah, it is it's a winner go home, you know, for for both the teams. What are the odds? They, what do you believe the odds are that Jim Harbaugh would be the Bears head coach next year? I so I think it's almost 100% that he's gone from okay. Michigan. I'm worried about the Chargers thing. I think the Chargers yeah. is the, is the main competition. But the Chargers are never going to pay what Harbaugh could command. Are we? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a great point. I'm just saying. I, I don't know if we are or we aren't, but I would say to you that the Chargers are every bit, if not more frugal, than we are when it comes to coaches. Chargers, Raiders, Bears. 
I think this is actually why the Panthers losing out and getting the number one pick is so, so important to the future of this franchise. Because if you want to pick your coach next, and it's Jim Harbaugh, and I want it to be Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you guys talked about Martellus Bennett's thread the other day. Yes, we did yesterday. Which I thought was, was pretty good. And, and like basically the whole thread essentially was saying you need a guy like Jim Harbaugh to come in and wipe it all clean. Uh, but if you want to get Jim Harbaugh holding that number one pick and being like, you get to decide who you want as quarterback, is a chip that no other team can really compete with. Big Cat, great stuff. Go take care of the dogs, all right? Happy Thanksgiving yeah, to you the and the dogs. family, buddy. All right, happy Thanksgiving, yeah. boys. I'll talk to you happy later. Happy Thanksgiving. There's Barstow right. Big See Cat. You. Great stuff with him. We obviously do not agree with him on Carissa. So no, you tweeted can't. and said, uh, play this for uh, Wilbon. See if he agrees you with can't, Big Cat. You can't say, I just talked to the coach. And if you didn't talk to the coach... Do you understand what I'm saying, though? Of course. That, like, if you say, hey, I wasn't able to catch of up with, with Coach McDermott. Just be truthful. Right. Yeah. You, but you can't pretend or say. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if she did. I just talked to that? Brian Dable. Right. He said. No, she said specifically often, not often, but when sometimes she would be pressed for time and she knew coaches might be in a hurry. So in order not to screw up the report, she would just make it up. Yeah, but and she, she would, would say things like yeah. coaching cliches that she knew coaches would not. But did she say, "I, you know, I talked to Coach So and So, and he said," or she did presented she it like she would, she would? She presented it like she, she would say in her apology. She said that she never meant that she quoted coaches, but on the interview, it sure seemed like she inferred that. Yeah, and in, in the interview with part of my take, she did say that she would make it up. And, and presented as what the coaches would say, things she knew they would not be upset if she said, you know, your typical cliches, you got to right. be better on third down. That's why you want Big Cat in your corner, because he'll always oh, defend yeah. you. Yeah, Even if we, when, when we do something wrong, they, he'll be... Do you think he'll defend us? Yeah, I hope like so. That? I hope we don't do anything wrong, though. Uh, <laughs> well, we've done, we've done a lot wrong. Aki's A-list is coming up, and then Will Bond at five. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. That's right, Tyler Aki's got great questions each and every day. Just send them to us, like on the rundown, and sometimes we wouldn't even get to them. So I'm like, we've got to make an Aki's A-List. Stopped ignoring you. And uh, yeah, we don't ignore and now he's got his own segment each and every day. Sometimes 4.30, sometimes 5. Put it in uh, wherever we have the available time, but we get to him now. Tyler, what do you got for us today? All right. The big question from last night's Monday Night Football game came down on the Kansas City Chiefs and their wide receiver room. Now, remember, there was the floating rumors about maybe Darnell Mooney could be on the market for the Bears. And it's been a rumor pretty much since training camp, ever since the Bears did not give him a new contract. 
Did the Bears miss out on an opportunity to trade Darnell Mooney to the Chiefs, or do you feel like the Chiefs maybe you feel like they're missing out? They missed out more on an opportunity to trade for Darnell Mooney. I think it was a win-win for both teams. I think both teams may regret it. Like, I, I love Darnell Mooney, and I wish Darnell Mooney was a more productive piece on the Bears. Um, I don't like that they don't go to him as much. I, I, I don't understand it. I thought he would be better with less focus on him with DJ Moore here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there have been moments when he has been very productive. This is where I would ask the question, if not Darnell, you're going to have to replace him, right? So if you don't, if you decide to make that trade, and first of all, what were you going to get? You're going to give me a fifth round pick? I ain't taking it. Maybe you get like a fourth round, third round. Then, but here's the thing. You may not how, bring him back He's a free either. agent, though. I, and- I, I get it. But again, you need to have good players, more good players, not fewer good players. And what has been an Achilles heel of this new front office in terms of evaluating positions? Right. Does Darnell, does, uh, does, um, Darnell Mooney want to re-sign here? You know what I mean? Like, Darnell Mooney has 23 receptions for 345 yards and a touchdown. I know for a fact that Darnell Mooney has privately had conversations with management about his lack of a role with this team. Yes. He's one of the hardest workers, but he has been, uh, in a good way, uh, private about his displeasure. He wants more of a role. He's a good player. 23 catches for 345 in 11 games is not what he envisioned. So he's not a player that they're going to franchise. No. So why would he want to come back here? Maybe if, in fact, there is a change at the quarterback position, he feels like he will be accentuated or his role will be accentuated more. I don't know. But my question to you then is, if not Darnell, then who? And the last couple of wide receivers you've seen them acquire – Draft, Whether yeah. it's Valus Jones, yeah. it's Chase Claypool, or Tyler Scott, who's not delivering, then who are you? I mean, how confident are you that they'll be able to replace him with somebody who's as good? It's a great point. It's a, it's a great. I look. I want Darnell Mooney here, but I thought I twenty three. 23 catches. This is a guy that's had a 1,000-yard season in this league. He had 81 receptions. He was targeted 140 times in 2021 for 1,055 yards. I've never believed he was a one, but I think he can be a productive member of your receiving crew. And again, if you would move on from him for a third or a fourth-round pick, but you had the capacity of evaluating the wide receiver position and you could replace him with somebody, like, look at the Vikings. Who's the kid? Is the kid Palmer, number four? Uh, Powell. Powell. Yes. Brandon Powell, I think. I mean, I don't know where he came from, but, like, he's contributing. Even K.J. Osborne, too. K.J. Osborne. You can find guys like that if you can identify them and you can get them in your offense and actually use them. Then I'm cool with that. Unless you're the Chiefs and you can't identify them. Well, that's you true. You keep spending bad money in draft picks. I don't know how willing the Chiefs would have been because, remember, they traded for Kadarius Toney right. last year, and that has not worked out well. They've well, spent- Mooney's a better, more no, no, productive I, player than Toney was. He is, but I think the problem for the Chiefs, and maybe the reason you didn't have a match there, was because they've already invested in Tony. They drafted Sky Moore very high. 
Um, they they gave Rashi Rice too. Well, yeah, they drafted him. I think in the second or third round this last year. I and wonder, then could you have done a player for player? Would you have done like Sky Moore for Darnell Moon? I don't want no, Sky. You Moore. don't want Sky Moore. No. He was a second round pick. <laughs> he's I bad. Know. No, he's just bad. He can't get on the field. Was a third round pick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. I um, mean, okay. would you swap Valus Jones for Sky Moore? Didn't the Bears yes. technically yeah, pass yeah, on yes. Val- or pass on Sky Moore so they could get Valus? Like they may have. Look, I, I'm. I, the Chiefs may pay, may cost themselves a Super Bowl because of their lack of movement at the trade deadline, though, because their receivers that, are that's horrible. True. I, look, I, I'm not telling you that you can't live without Darnell Mooney. I'm just asking, if not him, then who? And how good are you at identifying talent at that position? I'd be willing to move on, but I about think he's my, a good player that has been underutilized. Marvin Harrison Jr., that's who. Well, yeah, that's obviously. Take him. I, I would definitely go in that direction if that was part of the equation. What else you got? So last night's game, Philly and Kansas City, is that it's a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. Is that the best potential Super Bowl matchup we could get for this season? Is that the matchup that would you would be most intrigued by if we saw it in February? I think there are there are you could have many, multiple different combos. San Francisco against multiple teams in the AFC. I like watch of all of the AFC teams. I I like the Chiefs most of all. I like their coach. I like their quarterback a lot. Their defense is really good. Like if I I could choose, if I could choose a team from the AFC, it would be the Chiefs. See, but but I like Baltimore against San Francisco against Dallas against Philadelphia. They can all be good games. They all get like there are there are multiple combinations. Miami, if they could get their stuff together, Miami's a fun team. Again, Buffalo, if they get their stuff together, can still be a really interesting opponent. There are there are lots of great combinations of Super Bowl opponents. And I think the NFC is four really, really good teams that are fighting it out here to see who the best one is. If I could pick a Super Bowl matchup, it would be the Chiefs and 49ers for me. That's what I would like to see. I'm not suggesting if there was anything else. No. You like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I didn't need a break from the Patriots when they were dominating. The last time we had that Super Bowl, then COVID broke out, so I don't know, man. I like look they, keep the vibes. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now and may end up being the best of all time. I want to see him as much as possible on the big stage. I'm going Baltimore San Francisco, a rematch of the Harbaugh Super Bowl. Without without Harbaugh without without Jim. Yeah. yeah, I like the I like the Chiefs offense a little more than I like the Ravens. But the Ravens are a good football team. Look, I, I think I think things are up for grabs right now. The, everyone's happy with what they see from the Dallas Cowboys. That team is entirely different on the road than they are at home. Do they have a win against a good team this year? I'm not sure they do. So, I mean, they still have a lot to prove. I mean, the Eagles all, just yeah. went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in their building. I think they all have a ton to prove. I think it's going to be great down the stretch. It's it, Tom Brady may think it's been mediocre football so far. But I think we have not seen the best stuff, and I think we're going to get a good playoff. You've got some teams got six games left; other teams have got seven games left. Like, there's a lot of football to be played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have one more? Yeah, or really we... quick. What was Andy Reid doing late in the game, punting on fourth and four from the Eagles' thirty-nine? Carmen was pissed. Carmen was said that was very un-Andy Reid-like. Yeah. Anytime, and I agree with Carmen's 
you know, proclamation that anytime you have number 15, I don't care how bad your receivers are right now, I'll ride with 15 from the opponent's 39 every time. A lot of people were just assuming that uh, Matt Nagy called for the punt. <laughs> I mean, forget 15, though. Like, there's a number of quarterbacks that I'm rolling the dice with on, on the 39. Yeah, on 4th yes. and 4th, the 39, we're, especially we're, when you really can't kick in that weather. We're crushing Eberflus with this Bears team in that scenario. Yeah, we are. Yes. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it's wrong based on everybody. I texted much. you guys last night. There's no coach in the league who appreciates a good punter like Andy Reid from his old punt pass yes. and kick days. It never gets old, that video. I love that photo, Never, man. never gets old. Andy Reid towering over a 10-year-old. It's unbelievable. And, and he was what, 10 or 11? He was the same age, yes. Which is incredible. That, is, that to this day is still probably the most... Unbelievable, a shocking picture I think I've ever seen. When I first saw that, I could not believe that. When they first showed that on Monday Night Football. It had to have been a spoof. For anyone who who missed it, I I, I don't know where you've been if you've missed it. Was he wearing a Rams uniform, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pump pass and kick. Correct. And And on an NFL field, too? Yes, at halftime of an NFL game. Halftime of an NFL game, and there's a bunch of, like, little kids. And then there's Andy Reid, who looks as big as he is today, (laughs) in a Rams uniform. Form, but he's like 10 or 11 years old. He's got a mustache. Basically. <laughs> it's like the Benchwarmers I am 12 birth certificate he got through with. It's crazy. And, the, and, my, and, and maybe subtle subtle in that video, they they misspell read. Oh, really? They have it R-I-E-D. Okay. Yes. They misspell it on the broadcast. pump pass and kick was pretty fun back in the day. Oh, yeah. Where you'd have kids participate. No, I never did. What? I never did. Uh, where kids would participate at different age levels, and we would see it, what, halftime of all Monday Night Football games? I thought that's what how, it was. How did you never participate? I don't know. I never signed up for it. One, you were too good. Maybe they didn't, no, they didn't I, let I, you know what I, it was. I had a uh, smoke, drink, and something. <laughs> That was my. That the was my... kid behind Andy Reid has his, his hands folded. It's hilarious. Uh, by the way, one of our favorite callers is on hold. I don't know. We have not heard from this caller in a while. Oh, he well, he, he always he, shows up he, when something oh, good happens for his favorite fields. player. All right, we'll get yeah. to him coming up next, and then uh, Wilbon at five. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle eighty seven. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Wilbon coming up here shortly. Don't forget to get your ESPN holiday parody songs in. ESPNParody.com will debut one in the five o'clock hour. Uh, our buddy George in Oak Park, the number one Justin Fields fan, is on the line. He's the realtor to stars as well. What's up, Georgie? What's up, friends? How's everyone doing today? <laughs> good. How are you, George? Well, I'm good. It's been a good couple days. I've been shutting down a lot of haters. I got a lot of field haters in my life, and I'm just trying to who are you know, the haters? Get, who get are, rid of them. Who are the fields one by one? And who are the haters? So... It doesn't help that I draft him very high in all of my fantasy leagues. And my team, it feels as good. My team does good, and I crush everybody. If he doesn't do good or if he doesn't play, um, something they call me something that's not appropriate for the air. Uh, so he's back on top. It's looking good. I'm done being impotent. It's now Rock Hard George. Rock Hard George. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but 
that game on Sunday, even though they lost, even though they lost, heartbreaker, heartbreaker. You could still cut Brad with it. It shut so many people. Come on, we know Iberflus and Getsy don't know their whatever from a hole in the ground, right? We know that, right? So, like the fact that Fields came out, shut up a lot of people. I don't want to talk about Caleb Williams. I don't want to talk about Drake May. I don't want to talk about that. He's our quarterback. He's our quarterback. Definitively. Like, it was one game. I mean, there's six more no, to go. stop it, Sylvie. It's not one game. It is one he game, George. Brilliant against the, he was brilliant against the Broncos. He was brilliant against Washington. Minus had fourth quarter against the Broncos. But go ahead. Well, yeah. But they have to give him the ball in the fourth quarter to stop taking it out of his hands. Well, he gave it to them in the fourth quarter. He fumbled it, and it was returned for a touchdown and then threw an interception in the fourth quarter, George. All right, you know what? I'm going to start naming the haters. Danny, shut up. Patrick, (laughs) shut up. Minotti, shut up. Fields is our quarterback, and when he plays good, my butthole is wet. I love it. (laughs) What? What about Waddle? Did you tell? Did you? What? What? Uh, Why is that? That sounds like an issue. No. Yes. Excitement. I don't even. You know what? I don't even want to have that conversation with a bidet or what? How are you wetting it? What? Don't ask. Oh, it's it's the natural juices that I get from excitement. What are you like, talking about? Yeah. Are you, oh, is Waddle going to go back to being prude, acting like no. you know he never gets excited? No, I just I I find your explanation for why the your backside gets juicy. Juicy is weird. <laughs> Dude, I go I go front to back when I get excited. Uh, so I have a question for y'all. I have two debates that I need to settle. First debate: It's fantasy football. Time out. Can I go back? Take one step back. <laughs> When you yeah. make a great sale because you are the realtor to the stars, do you have the same bodily reaction? No. No, no, no. no. I'm all professional. Okay. I'm professional. Like I said, this is I just sports-related body reactions. I care, I care more about my clients than, than I do myself, which is you have to in this industry. Right. Or else so you don't, you don't do like a front-to-back dance? No. To no, when you make no, a sale. no, 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 no. Okay. no. I saved that for Justin Fields. I saved that for the Bears. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm all I'm all I'm all professional. I'm the best real estate broker in the Chicago land area. I don't know if you guys know that. Right. Well we but, don't, uh, no, don't if, you, if you would partner up with us. Yeah. I told you I would, you need to start being the official realtor of the Waddle and Sylvie show. I'll I'll figure out how to do that. I don't know how to it sounds like hard work. I gotta like, you know, call people. <laughs> And they'll do have a little Google search. But I have two very important debates before you kick me off the air okay, that I need really to quick. First debate. In fantasy, what's the percentage between skill and luck in fantasy? Meller, that's your question. I, I mean, I basically, I 99% skill, George. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's not. It's the opposite. It's it's, it's 99% Okay, go ahead. What's luck. your next question? I don't want, what, what's the next one? All right, this is the big one. Ready? When you're having a turkey ball, you and all your scumbag friends get together to play some hungover football. Would you rather play flag football or two-hand touch? 
Got to go flag. Two hand touch. No, got to go flag. Two hands with the putting on the yeah, belts and the put flags. Where am I getting the flags? I mean, like everyone's putting where on the belts with the flags. Where are you getting the flags at? Play it against sports. You can get a bag of flags for like six you, bucks. Two hand touches. You guys don't have flags in your trunk. No, no just, I flag my trunk. The problem is, is that his trunk's who I play with. They don't like flag football. They 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 say it. No, I don't want to wear the belt with no, a flag. I'm with you. I'm going two-hand touch. Uh, We're not playing for anything other than fun and good time. <laughs> oh, I we're going to say tackle. destroyed me. Come on, flag is the closest thing to actual football. Flag, you could juke. You could spin. You know, you could cheat a little bit. You could slap some hands away when they're going for your, your belt. There's a good chance okay, someone gets your pants pulled down their, fine. their way Why don't we just play tackle? Oh, that's we're too well, old for that. Yeah, come on. We I got kids, Waddle. Man up. Uh, well, hey, my birthday's on uh, Tuesday. You guys coming to my birthday? It's gonna be in Sylvie's basement. <laughs> <laughs> call me. Call us on Tuesday, okay? Do your right, research well, on, on your becoming birthday. the becoming the realtor for our show. We do, yes. just do a little work like, this uh, weekend. The best realtor would know how to do yeah. that research. Oh, Hold man. on, we'll get your info. Hold on. There's George in Oak Park. The realtor to the stars in Oak Park. But they come to him. Yeah. Because as he told he you, won't Google you, he's not going to Google you. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon. I love George.